Alright, ready for the what? Ready for the what? Hold somebody stands beside you. Let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion. There is no contradiction in this atmosphere. We receive illumination, clarity, precision tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Ephesians 4. Let's continue our series. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Flowing with the local church. Amen. Now, this is our evening service. You're welcome to our evening service. We try to do this um, evening service every last Sunday of the month just to give room for those who are working and everybody to be in church. Amen. Amen. All right. As we approach our camp meeting, our yearly camp meeting, supernatural camp meeting, we started this exhortation, I think, about three weeks ago, I believe. And... Um, we're just looking at certain things in the scriptures that will help us as believers to flow effectively in a local church or flow with the Spirit. Let me use the word flowing with the Spirit in a local church. All right, so look at it in Ephesians 4. <clears throat> Let's see from verse 11, Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 16. Ephesians 4, 11, 6 to 16, it says, And he gave some... Apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity, come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and corner craftiness, whereby the lay in which to deceive, or speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, body fitly joined together, compathed by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase in the body, unto the edifying of itself, in love. Hallelujah. So we, we've been looking at this, I'll just do a short recap. A short recap. <clears throat> and we said the local church is a place for nourishment. It's a place for feeding. That is, as you're seated in a local church this evening, the, one of the things the local church is meant for is for feeding. And I say the local assembly is the gathering together of believers wherein there is a leader, there is a shepherd, and the, the essence of that assembly or the essence of that gathering is for every believer to be nourished and fed. When it says nourished and fed, that is nourished and fed the word of God. So that is, every believer must be effectively thought God's word from the scriptures. One of the essence of why you come to a local church or one of the essence of why you come to a service at all is to be fed God's word effectively. So any church that is not focused on feeding you, that the primary focus of, of, of their gathering is not on feeding you, cannot be said to be doing what the Lord Jesus has said. 
Because if you look at the Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, Go into the world, preach the gospel. And as it says, teaching all nations, teaching all nations. So that means the primary aim of a local assembly is that the believers are properly fed God's word. So why you are seated this evening is such that you are seated to be fed the word of God. To be fed God's word. First Peter 2.2 2, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So that means as I am seated or the primary thing that happens to me the very minute I receive the life of Christ is that I must be fed God's word effectively. And we started asking ourselves some questions. We said, what is the role of a pastor? We said in verse 11 that we just read, it says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So that means the work of a pastor is to feed the saints, to make sure that they are grown up. That's why in verse 14 you see, he says that you are henceforth no more children, thrust to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So we said, the role of a pastor is to make sure that you are fed properly. That you are no more children tossed to and fro by every way of doctrine. Such that you are stable in your Christian walk. You are stable in your walk with God. And we said, in, in Hebrews 13 verse 7, look at in Hebrews 13 verse 7. Hebrews 13 verse 17. Let's use 17 instead. Hebrews 13 17. We said... <clears throat> In Hebrews 13, verse 17, it says, Obey them that have rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls, as they must give account, that they must do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you. So we said, the role of a local church is such that there is a proper oversight. There is a proper accountability. And we said, you can't go to church online. Yes, I understand that we live in the 21st century world, we live in a Gen Z world, we live in a fast-growing world where there is AI, where there is everything, and there's that temptation to think that is how the church should be. No, that's not how the church should be. And AI can pastor the believer. Watching a church online is not church. That's just streaming the service. You, are, you did not attend the service. You only watched the service. So imagine you're washing the service, you're taking your phone to the toilet, you're brushing your teeth, you're washing the service, you're frying something on the, you're frying like um, pancakes, and you say you're watching, you say you're attending service. That's not attending service. The fact that you dressed up, the fact that you packed your bag, the fact that you drove your car, and you came to be seated with the gathering of believers, that is coming to church. Hallelujah. That is coming to church. So what you did this evening, by sitting in service this evening, is coming. You just fulfilled, in fact, you just fulfilled one of God's instructions in the scriptures. In Hebrews 11, it says, not forsaking the gatherings of the assembly. No, let's go to Hebrews 10. Not, let's check it. Hebrews 10, verse 24. Hebrews 10, verse 24. Hebrews 10, 24. It says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good work. When it says that word, consider one another, that means I will come to church because of somebody. 
So say, I'm not coming to church because of anybody. I'm coming to church because of God. Yes, true. But if you were to open the door of the church, you are coming for someone. Right? If you were to clean the church, you are coming. You are cleaning the church for people. Are you seeing? So he says, let us consider one another and provoke unto love and to good works. Just imagine the choir sang this morning to an empty share. They are singing unto God, yes, but they are also ministering to you. I don't know if you get, if you get what I'm saying. So we are considering one another, provoking one another unto good works. In now says in verse 25, let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. No, no, I'll wait for everybody. One, two, ready, go. Assembling ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. He says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So the writer of Hebrews acknowledged the fact that the manner of some is that they don't go to church. The manner of some people is that they don't attend service. The manner of some, some people is that they don't, they don't like to gather with people. He says, but don't forsake that gathering. Because in, as you are seated right now, you are fulfilling God's instruction. As you are seated in church this evening, you are, you are doing everybody a favor. And what we said in this series, we said there is no useless member. You are being seated in service today is a blessing to someone. Say, my being seated in service tonight is a blessing. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, your being seated in this service tonight is a blessing to me. Hallelujah. Say, you are a blessing to me. Exactly. So, you are a blessing to somebody because you came. So, imagine. Now, let's do something. Imagine only me and you, we are in this service today. Or no chi- nobody is seated. Hope you know how preach to an empty chair. <laughs> right? I'll preach to an empty chair. So that means you are doing me a favor by coming to service this evening. And I'm also doing you a favor by teaching you the word. So are we, are we provoking one another now? Are we a blessing to one another? Right, guys? Yes. That's the truth. So, when we come to church, we must understand why we come to church. And we said, no pastor can pastor you online. No. It has to be a physical accountability. It says, obey them. In that Hebrews 13 verse 17, it says, obey them that have rule over you and submit yourself for they must watch over your souls. That means, as a believer, you need a pastor. You need a pastor you can cry to. Hey, pastor, I'm going through this. Cry to the person. You need a pastor that can laugh with you, that can scold you, that can correct you. I hope you know correction is not going to be sweet. Oh, yeah, it's not. Correction is going to be very, nobody likes the truth. Nobody likes correction. It's going to be very bitter. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. So, you need somebody who is going to watch over you and put you in the place. But a TikTok pastor can't do it. You're just going to be excited. Some people, you meet some believers, you ask them, what's the name of your pastor? They mention a pastor on TikTok. And they are going somewhere every Sunday. That's dishonor. You are going somewhere every Sunday, 
or every midweek service and your own pastor is on TikTok or is on YouTube. He you just ministers to me. So the pastor you sit there in this church every Sunday doesn't minister to you. You know, we live in a generation where a lot of people like things afar. They like to respect things that they can't see, but the things that are very close to them, they despise it. Oh, yes. They despise it. Some people have seen some people who wish, who are in some other countries, who wish they have the visa to be in service this evening. But some people who come to church every weekend, they'll be like, oh, oh, it's just oh, somebody says, let's say this together. How about, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the work of a local church is such that you are nourished. Is such that you are in the same one accord in a place. As we approach our camp meeting, supernatural camp meeting is coming. Some people, they just feel like it's the church that is doing the meeting. Some people, camp meeting is coming in November now. Some people say, it's the church that is doing As if they are not part of the church. You come to a place every Sunday. You come to a place every Tuesday. You say, it's the church. So who are you? The Jesus supervising the body of Christ. It's all of us meeting. Hallelujah. It's all of us meeting. Camp meeting is coming. It's all of us should be excited. All of us should be asking questions. Hey, what do we do? Hey, how do we give? Hey, how, what, what little things am I going to contribute? Hey, what's going to happen? How is the logistics going? Those are questions we should be asking. Because it's all of us camp meeting. It's your church camp meeting. So we say, is the church that is doing it? No. Look at it in 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 17. And Sister Shia Michael led us to this place when we were praying. And she said, look, look, she said something. She said, when you, when you are coming to church, why did you come this evening? That's what she said. And it's a good question to ask ourselves, why did you come? All right, look at 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen. 17. It says, now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together, not for the better, but for the worse. So that means some people come to church in a mindset for, a, for worse. Or for a division mindset. You know, the reason why people come to church and can't see the blessings of the service is because they did not come in the right mind. Some people came to see the clothes the pastor will wear. Some people came to sightsee. Those people go, hmm, wow, it's a good church. Hmm. I don't like the way they are giving me Bibles. Just, just, it's, just a, it's just not so good. Some people say, why are they not displaying the scripture with the projector? As old as you are, you still need a projector. No, so some people don't like the truth. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Nobody is paying me here. Hallelujah. <laughs> so the commission doesn't pay me, so I've got to say the truth. I don't collect any salary from the church. I mean, it's not wrong for pastors to do it, but it's just my own. I'm not. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. So I'll tell you the truth. So I'll say, why do you know? 
Why are they telling us to write notes? If you are going to Elon Musk, if Elon Musk give you one hour and say, come and I will teach you how to make it in life, won't you take notes? Won't you take notes and jot? It shows your, your attitude is dishonorable. You're going to jot things it's going to say. And it tells you there's no recording, just listen. You're going to take a pen and paper to put things down. No man has 100% retentive capacity. As you are sitting like this, when you get to the door, you'll forget everything. But the fact that you put it down makes it stick because you have the, but, uh, you have the right to go back to what you are seeing again. You say, why are they giving me notes and paper? What's this? Who are you? Where have you got into? Pride. So some people come to church and they are angry because they gave them book and paper. Some people come to church, they are angry because they did not sit <laughs> in where they are supposed to sit. Some people come to church because they want to come and show their clothes. Some people come to church because they want to come and show the kind of car they drive. They just jangle the key around. Some people come to church to come and show their high heels. So as they are walking, they come, come, putting distractions to the service. Oh yeah, come, come, come. Some people come to church to display their new perfume. See? <laughs> As I enter like this, the whole church must notice it. <laughs> Some will come to church because, yes, because they are the shaman. Some will come to church because they just feel like, you know, it's been a while they've seen me in church. Uh, let me just high five them and just high five them back. Just, hi guys, I'll deep see you in December again. <laughs> <laughs> That's why some people say they've been disturbing me too much. I just have to show. So I'll dip and go back and I'll be back again next year. Next year, this time. No, that's how some people come to church. Just some people that they just show up two Sundays in one year. You see them again two Sundays next year. They they plan it like it's just because they missed me. So I just show my face. I want them to miss me so much again. I'll show you again. <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're not doing anybody a favor. You're just, it's for your own good. That you learn God's word. The reason why you're in that addiction is because you are not in church. <laughs> the way you are struggling with your life is because you are not in church. Amen. Because this is where you'll be fed. Therapy doesn't work. No. It only, it only compiles the problem and smoothens the problem. Only the word of God works. Only the word of God works because that thing that is doing you is spiritual. Hallelujah. It's only, the, it's only coming to church that saves people. People don't know. Then the devil has not devised means for people to just say, sit on your bed and watch online. Then you see believers as grown as they are. They don't go to their job. If they tell them they're going to make $10 million at work, they won't work online. They will be the first to get there. But when it comes to church, it's like, oh, this is after life. Like, I remember when I was many years ago, some people come to church and they'll just be forming. They'll sit there in church, they'll be looking at you like this. As the worship is going on, they're just looking like this. What's going on? These people are too ratchet for my liking. Just praying in thongs. What's this praying in thongs about? They just look. In fact, there was one that came one time, I looked at the person like this. Just, 
Why are you shouting in tongues? As we are singing waters of his reign, is it? Waters? What about oceans of his reign? <laughs> Some people come to church for different reasons. And that's why you have never been blessed in a service. So you see, you've got to switch your mindset on why you come to church. Why is this teaching important? So that you can understand how to be blessed in like a tonight service. I wouldn't, it would be, it would be unfair that you come spend two hours in church and go back the same way you came. I don't even want to, I don't even like that kind of thing. Oh, no, I don't. I would, I don't like to waste my time. You just come, two hours, you just, you, nothing, no, you, you are not blessed, nothing, nothing, you just felt like, no. But it's because we didn't come with the right attitude. So many times they will blame the church or they will blame the pastor. They say it's not. They will say they will say the pastor is not anointed. They say the pastor is not. They say the pastor is not. It's just not fire. It's not just eating it. It's not just doing the job for me. And not knowing that is a mindset game. Is an attitude problem. Then you go to a place where some ushers, let me, tell, let me tell you what some people, so, where some people like. You are coming late. Let's say this is service and service is 7. You are just coming 8, 19. Ushers are putting peppers for you on the road. Say, welcome to church. You, you now say, that's a church. When you should be angry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a pastor this evening. <laughs> you came late. And people are still putting peppers for you on the phone. Say, welcome to church. Should they not be telling you, brother, you came early? But you know, you want to be deceived and you want to be in your own folly. You just want to be deceived. No, if you come at 19, we'll tell you you came late. Bro, you came late. It's that simple. We are not, we are not fighting you. We are just telling you the truth. You two, you know. Are you getting what I'm saying? No, the whole church is so quiet. Yes, it's like I'm eating your spot. <laughs> it's good. I like that. I like that. Everywhere is so quiet. Because some of you are wondering, ah, it's true. That day I came late. Yes, that day you came late. If you were going for an interview, you'll have been there 15 minutes before, right? Right? Yes, sir. That's the rule of an interview. Now you are coming to the house of God. House of God. God, who is bigger than the interview. You're still, 7 o'clock, you're still, ugh, you're still stretching. Oh, let me go and take my shower. 10 a.m. service. Oh, let me go and take my shower. Uh, they will still be praying in tongues. Let me, I know the time they will finish. Oh. <laughs> when they start doing doom, I'll wait <laughs> But if I say, lift your hands and worship God, yes, that's when I will come in. Who are you doing? And it, I know people don't like this kind of service. I know. I actually know. I would know if I was in your show, I wouldn't like it too. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the reason why your life has not moved forward spiritually. Because of an attitude problem. You go to a place. 
The light is so cozy that you can't even squint. That the place is so black that you can't even see your Bible. When they are teaching, they are deceiving you as mixing the scriptures. You say that's church. But when we are showing you Greek, Hebrew, looking at it, you say it's too much. Why are they teaching too much? See, it's an attitude problem. It's an attitude problem. Ask your neighbor, do you have that same attitude? You see, everybody was so quiet. When I was saying, say to you, everybody, you are a blessing to me. Everybody was lifting your voice. Ask your neighbor, do you have that same attitude? Uh, what's the response? Uh, <laughs> okay, amen. Hallelujah. So we said, so that means our mindset must be changed, right? So as we approach camp meeting, 2023, supernatural camp meeting, we're going to have a great time with the world, have times of singing, have times of rejoicing, have times of miracles, healing signs and wonders, the blind will see, the lame will walk, the deaf will, you know, the deaf will receive their hearing. We're, we're trusting God for mighty demonstrations of the Spirit of God. Mighty. We must come with a mindset for that same purpose. We're not coming to show off our clothes, right? Right? We're not coming to show off our shoes, our watches, our necklace, our year dues, our makeup. Our, what other thing again do people show? Car. Our car. <laughs> our what again? Our phones. Our, phones. our money. <laughs> <laughs> no, show it in the offering basket. I would prefer that showing in the offering. <laughs> We're not coming to show that. We are coming for the same purpose, right? So that means you are not seeing people, you are not going to be checking what people are wearing or what the pastor is wearing. <laughs> or, are you getting what I'm saying? That's not why we are gathered. Why we are gathered is simply for the right reasons. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is how to come to church. That attitude. Okay, when you are coming to church, I want to be blessed, right? That's what you came for. That should be your purpose. That should be why you are seated. I want to be blessed. I want to receive something. I want to hear the word. I want to grow spiritually. I want to. That is how to come to church. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is how to come to church. That is how to take the best of church. In Corinthians church, it says they came for the worst and not for the better. Why? You know why they will come? Some people came for the mindset of food. So when they want to share the Holy Communion, one person will just carry all the bread and drink and run home. In that same text, Paul had to ask them, have you not have houses where you guys can eat these things? So they came for the wrong reasons. They came to tear down. See, let me tell you, we, we said over the weeks that we make the atmospheres of a church meeting. I don't know if you remember we said that. We said that we make the atmosphere. So that means if we want to turn this service now to an entertainment place, to a cinema, hope you know we can. We'll just take the puppy away, right? We'll put the projector up front 
and we'll watch a movie and we'll have a great time. Right? We can. If we want to turn this place to a concert, we just have to tell the choirs to keep singing. Right? If we want to turn this place to a food fest, we'll just reorganize the shares, the ushers will start serving food, and we'll be having a great time. Right? But if we want to make this place an healing ground, can we do it? If we want to make this place a meeting where people can have encounters with the spirits, can we do it? Yes. Because we must all come with that mindset. When you are going to a cinema, what is on your mind? I am going to watch a movie, right? When you are going to a school or a classroom, I am going to class. Right, guys? If you are going to a, your job, I am going to work. That's your mindset. If you are coming to church, that same mindset of edification, what God can do, what, how God can bless you must be on your mind. How you can also be a blessing to others must be on your mind. That is how to come to church. So in a church, look at it in 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 26. Are we learning something? Yeah. Are you sure? Are we having a good time? Yes, I'm a bit calm today. Don't worry. I'm good today. I won't, I won't offend you today. We're just having a gist tonight. Amen. Amen. All right, look at it in 1 Corinthians 14, 26. Ah, is it then, brethren? When ye come together, every one of you at the psalm, Every one of you at the doctrine, at the thong, at the revelation. He says, let all things be what? Done unto a define. But look at what he says. He says, I is it then, brother? Every one of you. So that means every one of us at something, right? You see, I told you there's no useless believer. You are not useless for sitting down in service this evening. No. Remember we said you are a blessing to me as much as you are a blessing, as much as you are a blessing to me too, Right? So that means, as I am seated here, I have something. Say, I have something. something. You're not sounding like you mean it. Say, I have something. something. You have something. There is something within you that you have for the believer sitting with you tonight. You have something. In Psalm 29 verse 9, it says, everyone in his temple says glory. So that means I am an expression of his glory. That means if there is an atmosphere in a meeting, we create it. That means if there is an atmosphere of prayer, we create it. That means if there is an atmosphere of the things of the spirit, we create it. That means if there is an atmosphere of visions, we create it. That means if there is an atmosphere of the power of God, of mighty demonstrations, mighty signs and wonders, miracles, we create it. That means if there is an atmosphere, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, we create it. Because when we come together, every one of us has something to give. Remember how we started in Hebrews. It says, we come together to provoke one another, right? We provoke one another. We stir up one another. 
He now says, let all things be done unto a define. That word a define is from the Greek word oikodomio. It means to the building up of one person. That means I came tonight to be built up. Say, I came tonight to be built up. So we came to be built up. We came to step up higher. We came to, that word is in the Greek is like you are building a mansion. You are rising a mansion up. So that means the essence of our coming together is such that we are built up. We are risen up. We are just taking a step up in our spiritual work with God. Our physical life can be addressed. Things in the natural can be addressed. Why? Because when we come together, every one of us has something to offer. What do we have to offer in verse 26? He said, when we come together, every one of you has a psalm, has a doctrine, has a tongue. In that says, has a revelation. In that says, let all things be done what? Unto a divine. Let all things be done unto a divine. So that means, like we said, it is difficult for the Spirit of God to flow in a divided assembly. If all of us are not in one accord, as we approach camp meeting, in camp meeting, in this meeting, it can be quite a bit for the Spirit of God to flow. We've got to be on the same mind. That is why when we say, let's pray, can all of us, that means, if an instruction is given to us in a meeting, let us pray. Can we all do it? Can we all do it? So that means the person who is not praying, can we say that person is causing division? Okay, let me ask you. Let's take it into the natural world now. Imagine you are in an interview and they say, everybody, drop your phones before you come inside the building. Because they're going to scan you, they're going to search you. Hope you know. The reason why you would take your phone is because you did not know. I don't know if you agree with what I'm saying. The reason why your phone will be in your pocket, inside that place, is because you did not know. You probably did not read all the instructions. I don't know if you agree with me. Okay. So that means, instructions are quite vital. So when we come to a Christian meeting, instructions are also vital. When the leader or the person who, who is going to lead us to pray, tell us, brethren, let's just pray. Let's open our Bibles. Let's see this. Let's pray. Can we say that prayer is quite necessary because we are in a spiritual gathering? Right? Okay. Let's ask her. Let, let's, do, let's do an interactive section. What are the necessities in a spiritual gathering? Prayer, yes. Singing. Teaching. That's the singing. Eh? Offering. Yeah. That's very vital. Listening. Listening. So that means, let's, let's, let's capitalize on these five things. Prayer, 
singing, teaching, listening, offering. Good, good point, offering. <laughs> Very good point. Now, listen. So, say, why is it not good? Oh, why do you think we are here? Is it not because of money? <laughs> we'll be in the code if there's no money. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, now, that shows that when we come together, all of these activities are quite necessary. And they are very pivotal to blessing us. Just like in a school setting, what are the essentials in a school setting? Huh? A pen, notebook, a laptop, textbook, backpack, a teacher. That's, that's quite out of the box. Lunch. Where you need break, where they say breakfast helps your brain to retain things in the day. But for you to pass in school, you have to do exam. Right? You have to take quizzes. You have to submit projects, thesis, different things. And those things are necessary. Are you seeing it, guys? So that means also in a church setting. There are things that are necessary. And you know, if you did not read, you are going to fail. I say you have a cheat chart. I mean, what they call that? Cheat cheats. And if they catch you, is your... Is your <laughs> if they catch you, now there's chat GPT for all. Glory to God. For, for students, you just scan your exams. You just scan your project. Something will just, one witch will just be doing it for you. I, I think that thing is a witch. But it's good. Better maximize it now if you're in school. Those of you that are in school, maximize it quickly. If you are not in school, quickly go to school now and quickly maximize it. Before they stop it. <laughs> before exams get harder. I'm not joking. I, I'm looking at the projection in two, three years to come. And I'm seeing that there must be a way around it. Because... It will mean that the certificate will be useless in the next five years. So we've got to maximize it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You quickly cheat the system. Oh. Don't, say, don't say, Pastor, did not tell you anything. Just my little saint. Quickly. Just, just be sleepy. I don't want to do your assignment for you. Just paraphrase it and move on. <laughs> That's not what I should be teaching you, but... It's just common sense. <laughs> Hallelujah. So quickly, I'm, because I'm looking at the system. In the next five years, it will mean that certificates might likely be useless in the United States. Hope you know what I'm talking about. So that means that they, they might likely find a way around things like that to stop the system in school or such that the school can now detect it so strong an assignment, just like now plagiarism is being detected. They will not be able to detect AI stuff. So quickly maximize it before detection starts <laughs> start coming in the way. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, just my little one cent. <coughs> Back to church. <laughs> so that shows that in a gadget, in a spiritual gadget, some things are essential. 
for our blessing, for our edifying. Just like studying, reading, taking classes, doing an exam is necessary for you for your graduation. Same way in the spiritual gathering, instructions, those activities in the church are also very necessary for your edification. Such like prayer. I know most people don't like praying. I don't. But I have to. I have to. Everybody has to. Because how do you want to live this life without prayer? As a Christian, Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means when we come to church and we pray, can we be said that we are doing things that will edify us? Can it be said? Can we be said we are doing things that will be of a blessing to us? Can we be said that we are doing things that will be of an advantage to us? Am I communicating? Because it is an essential in the gathering. We didn't come for a fun fear. If we had come for a fun fear, imagine you are going for a cinema and they said, before you hunt the cinema, let's pray. I will carry my bag and leave. Give me my money. What's let's pray before we watch a movie? We want to play, or we want to play Uno. You say, let's pray. That God should orchestrate what? <laughs> we don't need God there. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Or want to play soccer? I mean, we can pray for injury not to happen. But it will be based on the expertise, the preparation, how much you are skilled with the game. Just like we lost our game this evening. Man City, I think I'm putting, I think I want to change my club. I, I really think so. Because <laughs> Manchester United is giving me some headache. I'm likely going to start checking the application for Man City. I think I'm moving to Man City. I think London is blue now, not red again. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. God forbid. We die with it. But somewhere in my heart, ah, I saw it today. I, I, I stopped praying. Three zero. First half was still one zero. I was still thinking we will recognize back, you know. But I saw the score today, I just, I just dropped my phone, lie down back on my bed, like, service will be great. <laughs> I was just joking. Anyway, now, so that means instructions are vital in a meeting. So that means the prayer aspect of the meeting is very pivotal in blessing you. You might not know, but it's actually a part of it. So when they say, let us pray, you should be eager to, because that's why you came to church. You didn't come to, for, if you went for a party, maybe a birthday party, and they are praying, they are turning to a prayer meeting, ah, you cannot be saying, oh, what's this? this I didn't come for a I came to have fun. Or imagine you go to Dave and Buster's and they say, before we come inside, we're going to pray. Ah, pray to play game in Dave and Buster's? You know, it doesn't correlate, right? 
But because you come, you have come to a Christian gathering. When they say, let's pray, let's worship God, you should do it. You know why? Because it is very pivotal to the edification. Because that is exactly why you came. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you are understanding me? Just like if you go to school, you have to write exam to graduate, right? You have to do things. It's just like even work. You have to go to work to make some money. If you don't go to work, you're not going to get paid for that one hour. Are you getting what I'm saying? Same thing with spiritual activities. You do not partake in the prayer. You do not sing in the worship session. All you are just particular about is let me sit down and let me leave. You are going to waste your time. If all you are thinking about is how you are about to leave service, which we are about to close soon, you didn't make the best of the meeting. When you come, you should sit down and focus. At least for the time given. Or at least till you leave. You focus on why you came. I don't know about you, but when I go to meetings, sometimes I don't allow people, instead they say, greet your neighbors, I'm very focused. Because I know every aspect of that service is very pivotal to my to blessing me. It's very pivotal to why I came. So you must understand how to come to church. Am I making sense to you this evening? Am I making sense to you this evening? So when they say, let us pray, don't that's no way to not get quiet and just be looking. No, you are cheating yourself. That's actually when to lift your voice and pray. They say, lift your hands, let's just worship the name of the Lord. Even if you don't know the song, try as much as possible to at least flow with the meeting. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Such that, by the time you are done with the service, you know, oh, I really came. Oh, I didn't waste my time for two hours. I, I didn't, I, I, I was really blessed. Because there is an atmosphere that we must always create. And we said something, we said, your mind and your words matter in a meeting. We've dealt with our minds now. We said the kind of thinking and the kind of approach we have towards a church the time is, right? Now, what do you also say? Do you speak the right word? Do you say, oh, I'll be blessed? Just like you are going for an interview, you say, I'm going to get that job. I just pray I get that job. How about when you are going to church, you are telling people around, you say, oh boy, I'm going to be blessed. It's going to be a great meeting. My life is going to be changed. How do you speak about the place? Oh, you're just saying, hmm, that meeting, hmm, they'll just do whatever they want to do and I'll go home. You can never receive the benefit of those meetings. Because your words matter. Your words matter. It says you shall have whatsoever you say. So how do you speak before a service? It matters. So as we prepare for our camp meeting, there's a saying, they say a prayerless believer is a powerless believer. So that means as we prepare for camp meeting, you must know how to respond. I'm preparing you. Don't forget, we said it's all of us camp meeting, right? It's not the church camp meeting, but it's also your own camp meeting. 
Right, guys? Okay. So that means I must know how to respond when I get to camp meeting. So that means in camp meeting, when they say, let us pray, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? See, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about meeting. There will never be an October 29, 7 p.m. service again. There will never be. There will never be. October 29, 7 p.m. 2023. It can never come again. So that means, whatever God wants you to get in this meeting, if you don't get it, it's on you. I have a teaching, and I taught it recently, in one of our Tuesday services. There is a place and there is a time. I beg you, please listen to it. Many of us don't understand what it means to maximize a time. There is always timing for things. That's why if in, in, in scriptures, scriptures are more emphatic on seasons. See, people miss out eh, on something that they are supposed to get under five minutes and they can be looking for it in ten years. Just because their attitude, their mindset, and things was just not correlating. I've been in meetings before. And I called a case out of somebody. This was quite some years. I called a case out of somebody. And I was looking at the person. And the Spirit of God told me not to go and touch the person. Because sometimes, when you call a case out via word of knowledge, via word of wisdom, you can easily know around who you are talking to sometimes, not all the time. Not all the time, I must say. But, some, but that specific case... I was having an entire, I was actually on the pulpit. This was in 2020. No. Yeah, 2020. I was, I was actually on the pulpit. And I was having an interaction with God. Like, and I was looking at the person and I was he's not going to come out. Don't talk. And you must not do it. Ha. I see. So I kept looking. And me and the person, we kept looking at each other. It was a more bigger meeting than this. And we kept looking at each other. Ah. You know, today, the person is, don't let me say it. So you, you know, it's not good for, to share bad news. But I believe if that person has come out for that meeting and as we laid on it, there would have been a restoration back for him. But he missed it. Some of us are just prideful. Some of us are thinking your coming to service is doing the pastor a favor, which is. But many a times when it comes to spiritual activities, you're not doing the pastor a favor. You're actually doing yourself a favor. We say, come to church. Then your life goes in shambles. Then you're wondering, oh, wow. Who did you do a favor? Are you getting one? There's a time and there is a place. You must understand something that October 29, 7 p.m. service, 2023, will never show up again in life. So that means there is something God has ordained for us to receive in this gathering. Just like camp meeting, November 15, it will never show, that date, it will only happen once in lifetime, 2023. So when I camp meeting 2023, will only happen once in this life. But let me tell you, it can happen for you if you decide to make it happen for you. There are meetings and there are meetings. Let me tell you something, Christians. 
Listen to me, everybody. I will say you should not right now. Just hear me. There are meetings and there are meetings. Meetings change life. Let me tell you, no meeting spiritually is ordinary. There is no ordinary Christian gathering. No. Not when the people are praying. Not when that meeting, people prayed. There is no ordinary meeting. No, there is no. See, that thing that wants you to pick a job or pick something, that meeting, is a devil trying to deal with you. Trying to make you lose the moment. Your church is organizing a meeting. You say, no. And you look at something. If you got a bigger position in, maybe, let, let me use Elon Musk, you know you are going to take off, and let's say in that same day, do you know you are going to take off work? You are going to take off work and come home and travel to him. You even travel. Some people are traveling down to Rochester for this meeting. Some people are flying. Some people are driving. Some people, some people have to take PTO for this meeting. You are here. You know why I'm teaching this? Because it will be an aberration. It will be a problem. Such that those in Rochester can't receive. Because some are excited and say, oh, they are packing their bag. I'm going to Rochester. It's going to be a great time. I don't want you who live in Rochester to not see it as, wow, I'm going to, it's going to be a great time for me. Some have already started planning. Those who have school, they started planning and arranging with their coursework, with their professors and say, see, I'm going to miss this. Is there a way I can make up? Oh, how do I do this? Some have started doing it. I was in some of our churches over the weekend and I heard some of the things that they are saying. Where did somebody say, oh, I have to take my exam early. I have to take my exam later. And I'm wondering, do people in Rochester have this mindset? See, there's a timing and there's a place. I'll tell you my own story. I would never have been a preacher today. Never, never. Until I came for a meeting like this. Years ago, many years ago, about 15, 17 years ago, I was in a meeting, seated like this. Interestingly, I came late. I would lie to you because I wasn't serious too. And the woman was teaching. She used to, they, so the, 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 the service was like the teachers sat in this kind of area. So she would sit in this place and be teaching. She would sit down actually and be teaching. Sometimes she stands up. So that day she stood up and she just asked, who is Hayo Benson? Eh? And that was it. She called me ladies on me, and that's why I'm here today. That is why I'm here today. Meetings, and that's how my life changed. That is how my life changed. Meetings are not the same. Do you know if I did not come for that service because I didn't want to come? Do you know if I did not come for that service? I might be in the nightclub today. And I will miss out from blessing the lives that God has sent me to bless. Hope you know. Oh, yeah, because I was actually veering that part. I would lie to you and say I was, I've been a Christian, I was serious all my life. No. I will be in the nightclub today, be a DJ. Be doing things, organizing night parties. Yes. I'm very good with that. I know how to organize people together to play. I'm a life of a party. I love... I love making everywhere happy. That's me. But hope you know, if I missed that meeting, you won't be seated in today's service. Probably somebody else will be doing it. Hope you know.
Yes. Because meetings are not the same. No meeting is the same. You, you can say, oh, I will attend some sessions. I will not attend all the sessions. You want to choose for God. God says five days. Are you getting what I'm saying? No meeting is the same. So you must understand that in a meeting, meetings have atmospheres. They have the kind of encounters. They have the kind of things that the Spirit of God wants that meeting to have. Meetings have its own flavor. Meetings has its own session, its own, its own atmosphere. Those of you that were in our last night, in our last month meeting, how do you know that it's different from this, from this month now? How do you know? It's different. You know why? No two meeting is the same. No two session is the same. So, when we pray ahead of a meeting, what are we doing? We are supplying the power for the meeting. That's why we pray. Prayer supplies the power. Prayer supplies the, the energy, the nutrients. Prayer supplies the atmosphere for the Spirit of God to walk in. Prayer creates the possibilities. That's why we pray. And we pray long. That's why we pray. Because if we must flow in the things of the Spirit, if we must flow with what God wants to do, prayer is necessary. You know, your own personal time, have you sat down and said, let me pray for camp meeting. Let me just pray for the pastor who will be teaching in all the sessions. Let me pray for all the singers. Let me pray for the ushers. Let me just pray that everything goes well. Have you sat down on your own and prayed for the meeting? Okay, we are praying for, as a church, we are believing God for a strong and a good weather condition. So that that's, in the next three weeks, it's not going to be snowy. It's going to be another summer, that week. So say, it's not possible. Oh, we've held meetings years ago where it was purported to be 100% rainfall. I mean 100%. We prayed and the place, it was as sunny as hell. It was the next day the rain started falling. It happened twice. I mean, in this same America, we prayed. We're holding a meeting. Yes. So we can stop those things supernaturally. We can. If we are in one accord, if we pray about it, imagine everybody in their house, as they are praying, they are praying, Lord, good weather condition. That week of camp meeting. Hallelujah. We are playing. We are supplying the power. Every one of us is working actively. Not that somebody is just a bench worker, just sitting there and saying, they are doing it. They are, doing, they are just doing the, the service themselves. You are sitting there as a shellman, nothing to participate in. That's terrible as a church member. So what part are you supplying? I'll tell you, supply the prayer. Hallelujah. Supply the prayer. When they say, when the choir says, let's lift our hands and let's worship God. That's not when you will drop your own hand down. That's a strong instruction. Hope you know. If they tell you, in Elon Musk's office, off your shoe and walk barefooted. 
you will do it. You know why you will do it? Because of the material gain you want to get. But the only thing is just lift your hands, worship. Sing, open your mouth and but some people, their mouth suddenly get closed in a worship meeting. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Just say, Father, I thank you. If you don't even say, Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Just, just follow the instruction. It's as simple. How many ninnies? And you will receive all the benefits of the meeting. I'm telling you one of the reasons why you have never, why it seems like you don't know how to get blessed in a service. Because little details of instruction you don't follow. Even me that I'm the pastor, if the choir say lift your hands, I lift my own. I don't say, Shebi, I'm the one I'm going to preach. No, I will lift my own hands. How will you? Are you getting what I'm saying? Am I making sense? That is how to be blessed in a meeting. So when we come together, can that be that we are in one accord? Okay, look at what, let's, let's close with this. I have so much to share. But I'll continue this later, maybe on Tuesday. Look at in, look at in Acts 2. So that means there must be a sense of honor, a sense of reverence for the meeting, right? Right, guys? There must be a sense of honor, a sense of reverence. So camp meeting is coming. What are we thinking? Is Can we say it's a glory time? Can we say it's a glory time? When we say camp meeting is here, can we say, oh, wow, glory time? Mighty miracles, mighty demonstrations. We are going to be thought God's word, right? Is that what is on our mind? Is our clothes on our minds? Is what somebody will wear on our mind? Is somebody's perfume going to be on our mind? Is are you guessing what I'm saying? We are going to have that mindset that we are going to bless one another, right? Arrange chairs, do things, right? Put things in order, follow the instructions, right? And we are going to receive the benefit of the meeting, right, guys? Yes. So, look at in Ephesians four. I'm sorry to make this as an example now. Look at how that phone rang. Do you say it caused a little bit of a distraction? I'm sorry to make that as, as an example. But look at, do you say that everybody turned to that side? And you say that that's, that's how we can be divided in the meeting. I've never seen it now. Do you say that that's a little thing like that can cause a little division? And don't forget in Hebrews 10, it says when we come together, we come to steer one another up. Right, guys? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to... <laughs> We're just learning. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? You see everybody turn to that side. All of, all of a sudden, all of you forgot that I was teaching. You see, you have to be very focused. You see, in a meeting, you have to be focused. You have to focus on why you came. If a phone is ringing, what's your own focus? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. Look at in Acts 2. Look at Acts 2. Are we getting blessed? All right, look at Acts 2, verse 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were what? They were all in what? With one accord in one place. Can we say they did the same thing? They all stood up. They were all in one accord in one place. Can we say they all stood up? They all lifted their hands. They all sat down. They all were taking notes. Right? 
Can we say they were all were um, laughing, rejoicing? Are you getting what I'm saying? In us, and suddenly, there will always be a breakfast where there is a unity. There will always be a good thing where there is a unity. It is that suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Since and he appeared unto them, clothing tongues as of fire. And he sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost as he began to speak in other tongues. So that means when we call for a Christian meeting, we all should be in one accord. Tell your neighbor, say, We all should be in one accord. We all should be in one accord. Hallelujah. So we can be in one accord. We can be in one accord. Play for me, I close. We can be in one accord. We can be in one accord. So when we call for that meeting, we create the kind of atmosphere we want. Our mind, our mouth, our desires create it. Imagine all of us desire is such that we will all see God. How about that? Such that all of us desire is such that, wow, there will be a mighty rush of God's spirit in this meeting tonight. How about our desire for camp meeting as if this camp meeting is going to be that meeting where we will see the glory of God. And it will be a meeting such like we have never experienced before. How many of you want such like that? Such that you are in the hall of God's presence, so strong. Imagine all of us are coming with that mindset, right? Would that make you pray? Right? That would make you pray. Because you want it to happen. How many of you want to see the cripple walk? People will wish you a walk in that meeting. That is it. Imagine we're all coming for that meet in that mindset. Hope you know it will be done. But you know, if you are not coming with that mindset, if the cripple come, you are waiting, you are looking at the man of God to do something. You're not watching and saying, Oh, yeah, show yourself. <laughs> I don't even know that's what it is. But imagine it's all of us mindset, you'll be praying along with the pastor. How many of you know you are supplying the power? So, it should not just be only the pastor that is preparing for the meeting. We all should be. I'm not forgetting what I'm saying. We all should. Because it's all our meetings, right? I said, you are a blessing to me just as I am a blessing to you. So, it's not as only the choir, the choir should not be the only one preparing. The ushers should be. The technical should be too. The sanitation to be. Everybody, even if you don't have something you are praying, you are doing, you are praying, you are preparing your mind, right? Because we are walking in one accord. We are walking in one accord. Hallelujah. We are walking in one. And see, this camp meeting, 2023, I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, it will be a surge of another Pentecost. So that we will see literal things drop on people. Literal. Some of you will just see liquids on your hand. You will think it is sweat. No. It's actually the fire of the Holy Ghost engulfing you. Some of you in this camp meeting, in some sessions, you will just feel like something wrapped around you. Well, some of you will see angels. You will see God. You will see ministerial form. Some of you will have an encounter such that you have never encountered. Some of you, by you just sitting here, somebody who is sick will be you. 
he, he, he caused me to roommate, a family member sick will be you just by your presence in that place we're going to have a great time and it's going to be a sword of the power of God mighty demonstrations every believer is knowing how to flow with the spirit of God you know in camp meeting you will give word of knowledge you will give word of wisdom you will bless somebody you will minister to, 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 to someone you will know how to flow with the spirit of God yourself you will know how to also heal the sick yourself and Jesus will be glorified all of us will be edified hallelujah Amen. How about we just pray in the Holy Ghost? Let's be on our feet. You know, we can supply the power for the meeting. Let's hold somebody's hands beside us. What are we doing? Can we say we are in one accord now? Making power available, right? Can we say that? Alright, let's hold somebody's hands. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Hold somebody's hands. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift your voices. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. We are supplying the power. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. We are supplying the power. Camp meeting is it another Pentecost? Wind of His glory. Pray in the Holy Ghost. As we are gathered, we are in His reign. Pray in this room, in this place. Shalabaratakaya. As we are gathered, we are in His reign. Waters of His reign. Rivers of His glory. Pray in the Holy Ghost. We live in His story. Waters of His rain. Rivers of His glory. Pray for completing all the sessions. We live in His story. Sharabakaya. In this room, in this place, Hallelujah. Sight to sound, Hallelujah. This camp meeting, we are trusting the name of the Lord. At this meeting, everyone will live, their lives will never remain the same. Our lives will never remain the same as we engulf ourselves in the reign of God's Spirit. That we see all of us lives change. I will pray for one another and pray for everyone coming. Lift your voice. Miracles are flowing in this place today. Miracles are being made. Shalabara takabo. 
you, Lord. Lift your hands, bless the name of the Lord in this room, in this place. Lift your hands, come on. In this room, in this place.